Welcome, I'm Larry Olson, and what's on your mind? Once set, it delivers your life. To change the outcomes we want, we must change the plays we're running. Join us at Mindset Playbook with real people, real talk, for real insight. Today's episode is sponsored by Apernio, an achievement acceleration company whose approach to professional development enables clients to gain insights and perspectives to live, work, and engage with more success. Today, we're fortunate to have Janice Van Wyck, not only a Beyond Expectations designer who has transformed many homes, including our own, into the look that invites, excites, and comforts the soul. She's also someone I'm glad to call a friend. It all began for Janice on a winter Sundays at a young age in Akron, Ohio, where she would escape the house with her mother to visit open houses. These open houses became decorating terms, tours following her mother as they walked through homes that she could only dream of living in someday. Essentially, those dreamlike tours left indelible images in her mind of spaces, materials, and lifestyles that would weave their way into her work and ultimately her career. In the beginning, though, being a young, eager female set up many barriers to moving forward in a male-dominated construction business. I quote her, I learned to stand up for myself to be heard and to be recognized for my talents. No longer afraid to offer my opinion, the doors that did not open before finally gave way to my career. So, following her creative instincts, her path was not one of learning in a classroom through a curriculum that more often than not shapes the methods by which creativity, quote, should take place. She jumped in headfirst and just started swimming, not knowing where it would take her, and she says it's been an amazing, wild, and wonderful adventure, which she is about to share with us. Janice, your story is so encouraging for those who want to follow their own passion, but are doubtful and adventuring out on their own. What is it about you that overcomes your doubt and turns it into adventure? It's a really good question. I think primarily not having fixed ideas or a formula about design is probably the best approach with every job, whether it's big or small. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like if, you, if one looks at this as an opportunity to really help someone express, and it's not just about me because formulaic design becomes a sort of stamp on someone else's life. It's not my stamp. What mm -hmm. I want is for a client and for families or a business mm -hmm. to really draw deep and bring forward something that they're really trying to say. Everyone has life experiences that form how they live. Even if it's living a completely different lifestyle that you're living as a child and then you bring forward to your, your life as an adult because you really do fashion your life in those patterns that make you comfortable or give you joy. Yeah, very good. Good point. A lot of people <clears throat> have a little reluctance mm -hmm. to have enough belief in their own ideas, haven't been trained their whole life right. that this is how to do something. What helps you break that mental barrier? I think most of all, uh, spending a lot of time in the field. I, I oh, think okay. learning how a house really 
serve someone. I mean, if you if you don't if you spend your time at a desk or at a computer, or just in a library, a reference library, the whole time, you're not really interacting with the job. Mm. You're not standing there watching someone take something apart and put it back together, or you're not creating something from an initial uh, sort of little seed, a little pearl that that all of a sudden gives way to the whole design. It has to do with inspiration. It has to do with really formulating ideas that become a clear path. It's Mm. not a mystery anymore. So you're not afraid once you, if you do it enough, and believe me, I've made mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And, and, you know, given that you're willing to say, okay, yeah, that that could have been better. And really being willing to look at yourself critically Mm. and learn from people that are Mm. standing right next to you that are really there to help you. There's a lot of people there to help you. How do you overcome the fear and, and the defensiveness that a lot True. of people have when they get criticized True. or they're told no that's not what i wanted yeah. and you're thinking that's exactly what you told me right but communication can be a very challenging thing true yeah you know, uh one of the worst scenarios i think is that a lot of women especially when i was early in my career you know were sort of raised to be housewives they were supposed uh, to have it all in tow, like everything should be right. You put on your Donna Reed pearls and your, you know, household apron and you raise your children and many women didn't have careers. Mm. So their authority at the home was about, you know, having a certain control over their house. Like they should know how to decorate. They should oh. know how to cook. They should know how to do these things. So sometimes they would get um, like, I know what I want. I know, I know what I want. And they, and they want to kind of you know, tell you things, but they got a little, they're anxious because their husbands also and boyfriends or whoever their significant others would oftentimes put pressure on them about, um, performing Hmm. and they had to do it for a certain budget and they had to behave, you know, really literally it was like, that's how I started my design build business was helping them, you know, pull that forward into their lives. But, um, so how'd you overcome though, not getting defensive when, <clears throat> when good, you would yeah. be critiqued or did you <clears throat> I don't know that I ever got over that I, I don't <laughs> know I don't I mean I think you know more than anything we have to be confident in but I think that comes with experience I was really shy when I was young I'm like really shy okay. I had four brothers and it's not like I got a voice I did not have a voice <laughs> okay. and, and my parents were strict I mean there was no you know self big self-expression um lot more direction in their Mm. careers than mine uh, about what they were going to do with their lives but I think that you know traveling going out meeting people Mm. trying to just push through it I mean it was really hard Mm. sometimes I was really scared you know I I have to say I mean it was like oh my god what if I make a mistake and you know Mm. but I I trusted I think moreover is I, I really ask for guidance from the owners you know or clients by saying so what is it you know, in your life, you know, what was what it? What's your favorite color? It really trying to become mm. more relatable to them as a person, not just there to uh, sound authoritative and, you know, to try to put myself in their position. If this is a big deal, it's their home. Sure. You know, it's a big deal. And yeah. it's an honor to be there with someone yeah. to help them make a home. But that was the probably the most important thing was making myself vulnerable to them mm. and to also know that it's okay 
um, work hard, <laughs> show up, like really okay. show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like don't just, I, I never took it lightly. I never, no matter what the size of the job was, it didn't matter to me. I, it really was important. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think because I didn't have as such extensive formal training as a lot of people had, I mm-hmm. sort of jumped into this thing and started swimming as a, basically an artist, uh, you know, is what I did. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got to get my feet wet uh, in this whole process by doing my own little projects. I started redoing houses when I first got married, married really young. Mm. And we bought a house and fixed it up and sold it. Then we bought a piece of land and built a little house. I mean, it was so affordable then. You could mm-hmm. actually do this and, and mm-hmm. really dabble in things. You sure. know? So it wasn't like... Uh, you know, I started out doing a million dollar house. I mean, it wasn't like that. So right. I, I worked, you know, I think I've always been a real detail oriented person. So looking at things a lot, mm-hmm. taking it in, I don't. Where do you I, think that came from? The detail oriented? Probably, I think because we didn't have a lot when we were young, right. that I really treasured little things like, and I would look at things a lot. My mother was resourceful and crafty in a lot of ways she could sew she could do she was raised poor you know on a dirt farm I think learning to treasure Hmm. little things like look at look at this you know you might get I mean I remember getting a pair of skates with plaid laces thinking that's just like the most important thing in the whole world (laughs) you know but I mean treasure thing but but I mean that that being said I was always an art student so I loved art and I think looking at things in a deeper way was just my natural what kind of art ability. were you were you doing drawing and painting drawing? and i i don't think i ever was stopped it realistic coloring. or was yeah. it kind of abstract very realistic oh, okay mm-hmm. I got you. and details i really wanted to be an art teacher when i was a little kid oh all right yeah <laughs> you know but then you know I, I one thing led to another i went to school for fine art at the u of a but you know, there were 40,000 kids, and I was really shy. You couldn't get your classes that you wanted. You didn't have a professor. You had a TA, you I know. You. Sure. And I thought, really? <clears throat> I don't know. So I went. I had an opportunity to go to Europe. So that really, really changed my life. Oh, First time okay. I'd ever been away from home and no preconceived ideas, just a lot of really money only enough to really go look. I mean, it wasn't – we lived with people in different countries and – what I do you think do you it. learned most? What 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 changed you the most by that experience in Europe? A lot of different uh, exposure to different lifestyles. I live. Uh, I actually got to live with different people. I lived in Sweden for a while with a family. I lived in England for a while. I traveled to Spain. I went to France, uh, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was <clears throat> it was eye opening because I'd never been anywhere much, you know, as a kid. So it was like. It was great. I mean, we just, my girlfriend and I had no one to tell us what to do or what not to do. Uh, so it was really wonderful. I mean, I, it was great. I mean, I, I don't know how else to describe. I worked <laughs> in a shop in England. I worked in Cambridge at a little shop that sold um, wonderful housewares and <laughs> worked in the basement selling crockery (laughs) (laughs) little egg cups to big huge castellettes it was great we're running around straw in the basement all the time but it was great uh being exposed to uh different monetary um lifestyles too Mm -hmm. people that didn't have much or people that had a lot i mean i I got invited into homes that i would never have been exposed to and 
I don't know. I, I have a pretty good memory, so I think that helps. Mm, helps you draw from that. It really does. And, <clears throat> and being that I was an artist, you know, a natural artist, I think is my gift, uh, I can remember and I can draw them and I can take it with me. I really had a lot to bring home. Yeah. It was great. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what was the... What was the defining moment for you, if there was one, in the, <clears throat> in the fact that I can make this a career now? I can actually make a living as a designer. <clears throat> yeah, there were a few things, but I got divorced um, when I was 28. Okay. And I got a job working for a development company in Tucson a large development company. I asked for the job. I knew the owner and I said, I can create a sales department for you. I can do this. I don't know where it came from. I really don't. <laughs> I really think I was, I didn't feel desperate, but I think I was like, you know, this could really work because they were selling different price ranges of homes. They had different plans. I knew, I knew enough to know that, you know, if you, and I, I wanted to take it to a place where they could bring someone in, they could actually make their selections, but I could offer them more. So I could take them, have a higher uh, uh, opportunity for them to even be more custom at, within that structure. So I went to some suppliers and then I said, if I bring in clients and I you know, show them things, could you supply you know, this higher range of plumbing fixture or better light fixtures or this sort of thing? So I got to work within this company that was, and oh boy, I don't know if these people would ever hear this. I don't think so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the boss that I had was pretty worthless. Uh -huh. And so because of that, I, I mean, I would show up. He drove me around the subdivisions that they were doing the first day. And I sat in the truck with him driving around, and he barely said three words the whole time. Mm. And I was like, wow. Okay, this, this could be, Won't be hard. anything I want, I guess. Won't I mean, be hard remembering what he should. Yeah, right? <laughs> and he'd sit in his office and smoke cigarettes all day and, and you know, never talk to subs, never anything, even clients. I was like, wow. So I, I really felt like this was my playground. I, I can do whatever I yeah. want because no one's really out there telling he me what to do. He gave you quite an offering. More or less, without even knowing, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I got to know the job supervisors because okay. I would just, because I didn't really have a format, I thought, well, I'll just get in my car and go out to the job site, see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and I set up their sales office at one of the models, and they would bring clients there, and I would help them and work with them. But I learned a lot about plans because I got to work with so many different kinds of people. Gotcha. Some of them had a higher echelon of a sort of adult area where they didn't have children. And then they had big family homes. It was during the IBM uh, sort of um, the growth that happened in Tucson was really big, you mm -hmm. know, during the early 80s because people were moving there. IBM was starting this huge you know, plant there. And so they imported all kinds of people there. So they mm -hmm. were just selling houses like hotcakes, you know. Uh, so I got a lot of <clears> exposure <throat> right away. Like I instantly had like 30 houses to do wow so wow. that was like you better start swimming <laughs> and you know yeah. whether you got you know dark oak paneling or light oak paneling which they did for the family which is so funny right. dark oak cabinets or light oak cabinets i mean it was really funny but you know now it's like well you don't have to have that i mean you could sure. do this you know yeah. so it was fun because i really didn't have a i didn't have a, a leader okay. and i but i got a lot of 
like people liked me and that helped. Yeah. I mean, got a lot of good feedback and I hung around the guys at the jobs. Well, you know, you, you talked earlier about the fact that this is their home. Yeah. And one of the intimidations that I have had always with designers is this is my home, but you're going to design it your way. Right. And then I have to live in it and maybe I'll get some compliments, but it's, I don't own it. It's not my idea. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that really struck me about you when we first met was your ability to listen. Mm. And then when you mentioned early in the conversation that you, you'd ask, well, so what's your favorite color? You know, you would kind of make these subtle probes to start to get a picture of what would work for this person. Mm. And yet you scale it up a bit you think they're more deserving sometimes than they give themselves credit for. And that is a real gift Mm -hmm. because there were a couple things that you talked about in pulling some beams out in the the house (laughs) that we got. And I was not so much worried structurally as I was, well, what's that going to do to the look? Right. You know, and I'm glad I didn't ask that question because you goes, these are atrocious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's hard. It is a little scary when you, it, I, it is a little tricky. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Because someone is Because I could have been offended house, by that. Totally. And that, that, but you'd earned, you'd earned trust before yeah. you made those statements. I don't usually jump that fast. I mean, I, I try not to, but I think a lot of it too is. People are, you know, nervous because it's a lot of money, you know, and I, yeah. and even when they're doing little jobs, it's still precious money to them and they've earned it I or bet. they've, you know, waited a long time to do something like this. And yeah. they're afraid, oh my God, what if I make a mistake and then I can't undo it? What if she tells me the wrong thing? What if it's not right? Yeah. And a lot of people are, you know, more today, I mean, I think more people don't rely on designers as much as they used to okay Uh, that's one thing that you and i yeah i I wrote you a little about this because i think it's a little unnerving for us as designers these days or architects primarily because there's so much exposure on the internet Uh, or that or kia or whatever you know price point you're looking right and and there's such a huge amount but this is where but the the probing is yes is a it's critical Mm -hmm. but this is where Someone as gifted as you are mm. and personable lose sight of that. Right. <laughs> or that stuff wouldn't even bother you. No. Now, here's something that's very important for listeners as well, is that we sometimes look at the competition in the wrong direction. True. I mean, this may all be available for people, but then they still do a poor job uh, because yeah. their forte is not necessarily what works well together. Right. You know, or what colors work well together. And they don't find out until it's too late. No. Well, and you know, there's trends just like fashion. Of course. You know, I'm certainly not going to wear something that someone, you know, 30 years younger than me. But one of the things that I've noticed that you do is you have a classic element about Mm. you. You're like a a story that was written 60 years ago. You can read it today and it's still relevant. Right. And you do that in your design. True. And... And if anyone out there is thinking of designing, they've got to talk to this woman yeah. <laughs> because you'll be so glad you did. Thank you. you she's, um, you know, it's one thing to be kind. It's one thing to be a good listener, but it's also wonderful if that person's also competent. 
Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And we are so pleased. We get so many compliments on our home. Thank you. You bet. And the studio. I mean, you were kind enough to come in and help me upgrade this. You know, it's it, we're still got a little work to do. Yes. But I'm but I'm telling you, just the initial changes mm. were so dramatic and so cost effective that it makes it all worthwhile. Thanks, Yeah, and that's you know, and that's why I was interested in having you on the podcast yeah. is because so much talent out there can be the best kept secret in town. True. That's true. Right? And and if there's no opportunity for exposure mm. in the sense of being able to yeah, you know what? I, but I've always heard designers are so expensive. Right. They're so high-priced. You know, or and they're pushy. So, or pushy or pretentious mm. or full of themselves mm. or whatever. Yeah, there are some. That you don't feel like you can share. Right. Well, they're, they're, and I, I think that's very true. And I, and I do think there are a handful of people that <clears throat> they operate that way. And, and some people like it. I don't... Yeah. I, they, they tell have, me what I... Tell, don't right? ask me. Yeah, don't tell ask me. me. I don't want to even know. I, yeah. I, I've never... I've had like... I have some clients that say, I, I don't, and the one I love in particular, but I still designed a house for him in Tucson, and he's one of my dearest friends, but I've been, I, I started out as a friend with him, but became his designer 30-some years ago, and uh, I've done gotcha. many projects with him yeah. for him. Yeah. But you're right about the timelessness in design is valuable mm -hmm. because it's always saleable. You bet. And yes. it's always... It, it it is speaks to the inner, our baser instincts of who we are. It's always I always go for that. It's like I know I can get in there and you know create the soul that keeps you hooked. Hmm. It really is hmm. the soul. That's yeah. what you feel. It's like I don't know why I love this house, but I love this house. You yeah. know, and even how if would, you don't know, how would you, um, how would you define or. What does soul mean to you when you talk about it in that context? Comfort. Comfort. Peace. Peace. Uh, there's a joy that comes with the quality of light, the sense of security, a certain mm. peacefulness. There, there, mm. And it is, mm. and, and it could be an exciting design, but it's because of proportion, because of the scale that uh, it's really easy for people to get lost in a house if it's not the right scale gotcha if you feel like if every wall's red rather than yeah, just a and you're, or you're suffering being in a space that it, you know and that, that comes too from reading people a little because okay. some people really are happier in a big volume of space they're so happy and other people aren't they really they aren't like that they're they're a lot more introverted perhaps they mm -hmm. don't really like that feeling of so much space or uh sort of more minimalist space which okay. i like myself gotcha. quite a yeah. bit just because it feels mm -hmm. i'm exposed to so much material but i love light in space like quality of light mm -hmm. to me matters and we live in such a harsh climate here that it's hard to feel protected a little bit mm -hmm. in arizona mm -hmm. just because we're so exposed to so much heat and sun and light yeah. all the time yeah. and you feel the same a lot because it's sunny every day yeah. so to have a certain you know, something provocative that gives you a sense of protected, you know, environment where there's shade and shadow and, you know, I can, I, 
I have the light, but it's not hitting me. It's not, mm. it's not stabbing me in the eye, you know, right, like a yeah. fork. You know, I, I just, <laughs> and the, some houses do. They're so yeah, strong. You can't like, even, ouch. you'd have to wear sunglasses inside. But yeah. I, I think that we are all still, you know, we need a certain basic things. I mean, mm-hmm. security, mm-hmm. you know, sense of well-being, you know, protected. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then the expression comes outside of that. I think people's, you know, ability to have art, to have color. I mean, the simplest little things. I, even little little kids. It's a, so much fun when you, if you talk to. I love to talk to little kids when they so What do you like? Oh, I want a red wall. I want, you know, and they're really because you. There's such a difference in personalities <laughs> right away. I mean, it's so wonderful. One of the one of the most interesting. Uh, mornings I ever spent I I had an opportunity when I was back in school and I went back to do interior design track Um, we went to the deaf and blind school in Tucson Hmm. and talked to these kids that were they were probably anywhere from 6 to 12 Hmm. and we were talking about their living space because they were going to redo some of the rooms so it was like what would you like to have and boy I mean you talk about boiling it down to your sensory mm. needs. Mm. It was fabulous. Wow. I mean, boy, did they know. They knew. Wow. I mean, you can't, there's a lot of adults that have no idea why they live the way they live. Well, you and, know, you made it, you bring up a very interesting subject, and that is um, being talked out of our own taste. Yes. Yes. Being schooled out of it, being well, parented out of it. I mean, exactly. most of us didn't grow up following our mother around totally being exposed to design most right. of us were in a design and that was called home yeah and it wasn't about what would you change and what would you add right unless you had creative parents that were true you know, open to and that. travel a lot or something yeah and then had many some exposure of us did themselves not. no but you've you have me think differently about home mm-hmm. because i there's there's a i'm a visionary but i'm also very practical and the practical side is is the couch comfortable? Right. Can I sit here? Yeah. I mean, I was brought up with a mother who they put plastic on furniture. <laughs> okay. And and oh, so you're, it's crackling all the time, and you know, sticky. And, and but it's not getting damaged. Right. And yet nobody's able to experience it's just not comfortable it. at all. And we could never use the fine china. Oh, that was on oh, rare events, thing. right? Yeah. You know. But I yeah. think that that's something that that people um, get to experience when they're with you is they get to find out what they like. Right. They get to find and and they don't get a no 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 no. Yeah. No. I because know. a lot of times when I go shopping with my wife, she'll go, well, "What do you like?" And I'll say, "I'll point something." I'll say, "No no no no. We're, <laughs> we're no danger getting that." And I'm going, why are you asking? Right, don't ask me if you and, don't want to know. And I know it's coming from love and yeah. it's everything else, but it, but it, what it does is it causes me to start second-guessing, is my opinion valid or do I share it at all? Right. And then I end up sometimes, but fortunately her eye is so beautiful, I, spend, I, I have in the past, I've gone ahead and just... What do they call it? I've given up my own sense of what I wanted to someone else to succumb to it. Correct. Because you trust her. And then didn't. But outside of her, when I'd done it before, I was not comfortable living in that space. Right. Right. 
See, that can happen. And then generally you're not uncomfortable living with the person in that space because True. <laughs> anytime people aren't open yeah. to what we want, it makes it very difficult. Yeah, why did I listen to you? Right. And you yeah. talk about the importance of space and, no, yeah. and all those elements. Well, so. and everyone's different. I mean, I, boy, I, I it's, that's what's so much fun about it. And I, I, I've never done the same design twice. Okay. So I think that's a big uh, part of my success and my joy of doing the work too because I mean gosh it's brain numbing to do the same thing over and over mm. again I mean that's one aspect so selfishly I wouldn't want to do that anyway sure. um, but <clears throat> I, not knowing that when I started I didn't know that but I think you know now that you see more productive or more production type design for example uh, these strong trends of this you know, sort of mid-century modern has become the new um, sort of southwestern trend that lasted forever out here. I mean, it was just like, oh my God, if I saw another Cocapelli of any kind with mauve and sunset colors, turquoise, <laughs> it was enough to just, you know, kill you after a while. <laughs> you know, the so-called Santa Fe wannabe houses and never even been to Santa Fe people would be doing these things. It's like, that is so not Santa Fe. But, mm. but they... They imagine the fantasy, and that's okay, yeah. but it doesn't live. You know, it's not one of those things that lives well. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's just wrong for a lot of people, and it doesn't survive over time. It's just anemic and not right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not right. Yeah. But I think that, you know, men, I think also, I've had some single male clients that I think uh, they tend to doubt their abilities, I think, more than women do primarily because they haven't been asked to do these things even when they're younger their moms might have just you know done their spaces for them they were never told or allowed to even say well, what you want for a bedspread or what do you want for your color in your room because it wasn't a guy thing to do you know a boy yeah. thing to do yeah. but many men are it's fun i mean i like working for and having a man involved in the work because it is their home too sure you know oftentimes the husbands don't want to some are too strong and they do the same thing you're talking about where they push their partner wife underwater let, let her yeah you know only be there physically but not in the process gotcha controlling yeah. money yeah controlling decisions and that's hurtful that yeah. that's hard that's hard for me to watch I'll bet. I'll Just bet. because I, for any person in it, whether it was, you know, anyone in the home, whether no matter what, everyone should either be comfortable being involved. And if they're not, then they just bow out. They don't want to. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Or they trust the other person. But but it's really hard to watch someone, and that, which is part of why I got involved doing Design Build. Because so many of the women that I was doing work for were so excited about what they were doing, but then a general contractor would, you know, barely speak to them, would only speak to their husband, mm -hmm. never talk to them mm. because it's the guy paying the bill. Well, and I, and I didn't think about it. I, I'm not a feminist by nature. I'm not, you know, but it was like, Hey, you know, wait a minute. You know, why is she calling me up and crying? Because she was just told this morning that she had to have all of her plumbing fixtures at the job in the next two days and all of her hardware, and and she didn't even know. No one told her, mm -hmm. you know, and, they, and that was part of how I started doing it because I thought, you know what, that's not right. You guys, you know, what are you doing? I mean, they're roughshodding them, and the husband would say, you know, 
you wanted to do this and you better be happy when it's done mm, and put all this pressure. I mean, I heard that yeah, more than yeah. I can tell you, which was like, yeah. what? I mean, wow. <laughs> so, you know, but you, if you think about it, it is a big investment. It's the biggest investment sure. most people make in their life. And there's so many stereotypes that oh. we carry with us in life. And I think that more often than not, others see it more yeah. in you than you see it in yourself. True. True. And it takes very it's a phenomenal tact to be able to bring it up. Well, right? Yeah. And sometimes you've got to be able to go, do I want this client or not? True. And in, and I know you've had clients that you wish you could fire. Yeah. But I think also I you're at a point now that. where you just don't. Yeah, I don't go there. You don't, you don't continue Don't go very it. far. Yeah. No, it, well, it hasn't happened very often, I'm proud yeah. to say. But I also am happy to say that most everyone I work for by the time and <laughs> unless they're just uh really resistant to any mm-hmm. change i i've only had a few maybe that are just like no i just don't want to do this you know I'm, 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 you know just grumbling around <laughs> i don't think they're happy people in general anyway, typically yeah. but you know the ones that most of the clients that i've designed and built houses for stayed in their houses a long time they loved their homes. Some had them for 30 years, some, yeah. you know, and they downsize eventually. But it's, you know, I, I it's fun. That That's that's nice for me. I really yeah. like it. Yeah. They become friends and and you see them in their life. I mean, their children grow. It's like amazing. You know? Well, you have yeah. you have a wonderful mindset. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you the. Life is filled with challenges. Mm. There's always there's always something that can come up, and and the difference between mediocrity and excellence is mediocrity, well, what you expect, and then has yeah. learns to live with the problem. Mm. Where excellence is like, what can I learn from this? Right. And that's where success comes from. Is people don't get stuck, where most people get stuck. They don't talk themselves into the fact mm-hmm. that it's, what, what are you going to do? Right. And then you'll get all the evidence in the world to support it. Right. Because yeah. there's plenty to support oh, it. Yeah. And now you're in the funk. Right. And so I wanted for anybody out there who has had funks in their life or been stuck, you've had, being a young woman in a male-dominated industry when you started in it, and you succeeded Right. And I shared a quote in the beginning with the audience regarding the fact that um, you just presented yourself in such a way and behaved in such a way that you got an audience. Mm-hmm. But that had to be unsettling in the beginning. It was. How, how have you found that you deal with setback? Or some doesn't go your way. Because I know you don't tuck yourself into a fetal position and no. pull the blanket over your head. No. And whatever happened to Janice. I've cried before. You've cried. Okay, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, true. And it's I mean, not that it doesn't happen. No. Uh, but you, some people stay in it longer than you others. You can't back down. Okay. I mean, I think it's really hard, you know, and I also think that... So that's powerful. That's, you can't yeah, back, you can't back down. down. You know. Okay. You, if you're there with your heart in the right place and you know you've done your job, something else is going on there. That's okay. not about you. Okay. Although, you know, I will say that I felt like people would say, you know, what, who do you think you are? Hmm. I've had hmm. that happen before. Okay. It was mostly um, when I really stretched out 
into realms that they thought that I actually changed the market for Tucson spec homes when I did a house it was very high price compared to any other house. Oh, okay. And it broke the ceiling on the whole market for spec homes. Gotcha. And it was around 1998. <clears throat> the market was good, but it wasn't like it was just phenomenal. Like now where people, you know, they had these boom periods where they just buy anything. And it, it wasn't that. But the house was such good quality. The people that bought it um, were designing another house at the time. And they came in. It was on a Sunday, and I was there. <laughs> it was New Year's, Eve, New Year's Day. And I didn't, you know, it's like, so what? You know, I was there at the job because it was a design build spec. And so I was there cleaning. You know, mm. I was working there and just because I wanted to. I always do it. It's just, that's another thing. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love being at the job. But I also learn a lot and I see a lot by, you know, getting into all that detail where I can really see if something needed to be fixed. Or So I really made a point of always really checking all the work all the time. So anyway, I was there, and they didn't know who I was, so they came in to see the house, and they bought it um, two weeks later. I didn't have any idea that they were going to buy it. He said, these are, he said, wow, this is a great house. I said, well, thank you. He said, well, do you think you could help us on our house? I said, yeah, sure, you know, because I didn't think anything. I, I, I mean, I wasn't trying to take them as right. a buyer or, you know, talk them into this. So he came back from a business trip and said, how about, because I was working with his wife on their plan, and they had a mm. lot of problems with it. And she was really nervous about it, because I don't think it was what she wanted at all. They were working with another architect, another builder. And she was upset, you know, like acting. I didn't, but I was really there to help her, you know. And, mm -hmm. But he came in, and he said, how about, how about we buy this house, and you take our lot and trade? Well, this set into motion a real cascading of, like, wait a minute, you know, who, what are you doing? Like, you know, because the, the builder called me and was really upset. Mm. Now, I didn't do anything. And they, they weren't on contract with this guy yet. The plans weren't even done. But he was really mad. And mm. he really bad-mouthed me to a lot of people. I didn't do anything wrong. That you were trying to undercut him? Yeah. Uh -huh. And, you know, and it's a little harder, I mean, especially, you know, if you're the only woman, you know, that's in that higher echelon of a builder building homes and I always was raising my bar I didn't have a limit to what mm. I would say yeah let's try that you know I just really wanted to keep going yeah but it wasn't I never hurt anybody I never had any kind of intention to sure. run over anybody but it was really hard at times to be accused of that yeah. that was tough for me yeah. and I had to just stand in the face of it because yeah. I didn't do anything wrong yeah. It was tough sometimes. It is tough. And they'd laugh, and they would say, did you just sell your house yet? You know, it was all this. And, it was, and they'd come on my jobs and talk to my subs when I was there. I said, are you working here? Or is this, you know, can you let these guys keep working? But it was, I had to be brave enough mm. and have enough moxie to say, hey, you know what? Can you just get out of here? Because, you know, what are you doing? And they'd laugh. And, you know, it was harder yeah, than I sure, wanted it sure. to be at times. But you can't. You just can't be afraid. Yeah, you yeah. have to. You have to make yourself. Doesn't mean you, you're nasty. You just stand true. Right. It's really important. Yes. Yeah. And don't be afraid. I don't think anything hurts more than when we are wrongfully accused. Oh. 
and and no defense seems to resolve their the other individual's feelings Mm. and we know we didn't do it and we know that was not what was going on and they won't even listen to an explanation because once you've made your mind up about anything as we all know it's hard to get new information in there right which gets us back to why you're such a good designer thank you because you've got to be able to question what someone wants in such a way mm. that it makes it better for them. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Where they didn't have those choices before. True. And you're giving them more choices than light or dark right. paneling. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I can't well, imagine you doing a lot of paneling now. No. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. But it's so quick. It goes up so fast. Those yeah, four by eight sheets. You know? Pretty soon it's done. Done. Yes. Done is beautiful in done our is business. A, done it's, is beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you've, <clears throat> you've made a lot of headway where the odds were stacked against you. Mm. And you could have easily taken what the evidence was and said, mm, <clears throat> maybe I ought to try to make a living just in my drawings. True. And that's a whole other story. Yeah, it as is. As to where that can go True. and what can happen. No but doubt. you persevered mm. and you stayed strong. Mm-hmm. And um, if anyone you know, met Janice in person, she's a very small, petite woman. And yet her presence is huge. Mm. And I think that's the difference is that it no longer is about size any longer. No. You know, me never quite making five eight. I mean I can relate to size (laughs) growing up in a you know a taller environment that I was in. And um, I think if you're not careful, you make that a part of your life. Yeah, no doubt. And you overcompensate. Because you think it's holding you back, and so you, you would make adjustments, and pretty soon you're not yourself anymore. True. You don't even know who you are. True. And and how effective can anybody be when they've lost mm-hmm. a sense of who Self, they are yeah. and what what value they bring? That got me in more trouble than anything I ever did. If I did that, yeah, and that was probably any mistake I made was probably not. It's not that I had to be brazen. It had to be integrous and true mm. uh, you know just and always be in integrity i think yes. was a big deal like okay. really showing up gotcha you know yeah. and not i mean not being afraid to you know i might not have won some things they won i didn't you know against certain people i i helped i, I mean that was so bad one day i was invited at the last minute to go to an aia awards program for a building that I literally saved uh, for the design, not only, and it was an architectural group, um, and we built the building, but my company did, but um, the owners, you know, were really upset about the bank looking the way it did, so I helped them bring the design back and did all the interiors. So they actually won an award, and I wasn't able to go that night because they didn't Mm. tell me. It was almost like, they did it on purpose. Like oh, I couldn't boy. be there then. Oh boy! And then yeah. they kept all the pictures up, and they took credit for another building that I did. That <laughs> it was like that was hard. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. that kind of stuff hurt me. And they kind of, 
you could tell it was a it was a trick, a little bit yeah. of a trick. And I did ask her, but she couldn't come, you know, because I mean they knew darn good and well that awards program was coming up, and they knew they won. <clears throat> it wasn't like they didn't know. So I was I felt that was really disappointing to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was it's almost hurtful. It it was it was hurtful. I yeah. still it still hurts me. Yeah, even yeah. And that was years ago. <laughs> uh, and I don't hold a grudge as much as I have That's a okay. a certain. It's like, gee, really? Because I always supported them, and I always was—I thought they were my friends too, right. you know, like because I worked with them. Yeah, so that hurt. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's, um, you know, it's. They talk about there's no owner's manual to life, mm-hmm. and we've we we don't always have the skill set or the plays to be able to maneuver ourselves through something like that without right. playing it over and over in our head. Oh. You know, and like you say, then it can be indelible and I have it the rest of my life. So one of the things um, that we as human beings yearn for is to be able to put things into perspective. Right. And, you know, understand what was going through these people's minds. What was it that, that happened? And the unfortunate thing is the brain can't stand a vacuum. It can't stand a lack of information, so it makes it up. Yep. And nine times out of ten, it creates a negative scenario. True. You follow me? I do. And and the reason for that, again, is the reptilian brain, the fight-flight. It's all about survival. And so it warns you, well, be careful. You know, they mm. were trying to do harm to you. Right. And so we don't know that the guy just found out his wife had cancer. We don't know that. And even if that's not the case... I've always been a believer that if there's a real important meeting and you weren't called to that meeting, that they're probably planning a surprise party for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a better way to look at it. Because what's the option? Right. You know, the option is unacceptable Mm because you'll just beat yourself up. True. And And I did. We all know it's easier said than done. Logically, we get it. But we are a species that is bound by emotion. An emotion is typically triggered by a thought. Right. Then that emotion is stored in our brain. It's actually in a neuron. So that it's a reference source. So that in the future, when a similar occurrence happens, mm. we feel that way again. Oh, yeah. And then we, the warning light goes on. No but doubt. the unfortunate thing is, is that 95% of the emotions we feel are from the past. True. So when we become conscious, we realize, I don't have to feel that way anymore. Right. How would you like to feel? And then it's a choice. Well, that's a... Isn't that something? Yes. And then it's a choice. And that's where we get to take control again, because I can't control what those other people did, why they did it. I've got a million of those stories myself. And if I actually knew what the truth was... You know, who knows if it would have been right for me to have spent that long yeah. with the wrong information. Right. And and so as you're sharing your story and as you're as you're sharing and in, in your in your humility is wonderful. Thanks. Because you're self grown. True. You've got the education, you've got the experience, but it always is funneled through your sense of purpose. Yes. You know, and you talked about integrity and how important that is. And that's why you were hurt, because that's not you. Right. 
I would never do that. No, but somebody thought you did. Yeah. So let's leave it on them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because you're moving on. Running around rent-free in my head all the time. It's amazing. Even now, years ago, I can still feel that. I could feel it from you when you were sharing it. You know, I wanted to find out where these people were. Have a talk with them. What were you thinking, you (laughs) dill rod? Excuse my language, but um, but anyway, I um, I wanted to I wanted to have you talk just a little bit about. um, We've got a lot of male and female listeners out Mm -hmm. there, and uh, we've got a lot of. individuals that are just starting out mm-hmm. and when i just say just starting out they're they're you know in their 20s early 30s um i just started out at the age of 47 but it's kind of you know it's a unique story but we can always just be starting out right and when we do we are bound to our own belief system mm-hmm and then what we do is we try to get new information. So we go outside of ourselves, whether it's the internet or we talk to other people through mentoring or whatever the case may be. Right. And here we have someone with just a ton of experience, someone who's got a reputation beyond question. Um, and those of you that want to have a marvelous experience need to get a hold of Janice. You're Finn. welcome to call. Like, yes, you can call. <laughs> you can. And um, all that information will be on the podcast. Uh-huh. Which there's a you know a, yeah, a description of this to, to absolutely male or female male or female yeah yeah and um, and so in all of the years that you've been involved in this and the learnings that you've you've accumulated what would be a good piece of advice for someone just starting out to kind of not have to learn the hard way even though we all do. But more often than not, they tell you that the most important thing that you can have in your life to scale and to grow is a mentor. True. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. No. What, what comes to mind that if you'd have known it then type of thing, um, you would have, it would have made things a little smoother for you? Hmm. I, I really think, more than anything, trust your natural curiosity. Trust your own, you know, like don't, you know, go follow your, you know, your own instincts about, like if you really like, you know, to go, you know, you like a lot of fabrics, you like a lot of things, I mean, find a way to get in these places and look, find a way, find someone, find somehow, whether you, you go and volunteer to work there, or you mm-hmm. go and you, you know, don't be afraid to be the low man on the totem pole right, right. out the gate. I mean, if everyone sure. thinks they're born knowing exactly what to do, you may have a natural talent, but, you know, don't be afraid to learn, like, from the big bottom up, uh, you know, and, and spend time with the people that, can really teach you because mm. if we all act like we know everything like you know you're the smartest guy in the room i can't help you yeah. you know yeah. if you're if you because <clears throat> a lot of uh, people are exposed to certain things like right now i really feel like it's harder for kids um younger people especially they are kind of forced to work on a computer you're forced to work on you know you're kind of forced to do things on cad i never 
even learn CAD because I had people that worked for me that did it, but I was busy doing what I do. But and CAD, but CAD for our CAD, you know, for listeners. for computer architectural drawings, gotcha. for things that are done, <clears throat> or you know, computer driven design is so different than mm-hmm. drawing by hand. And the one thing I think more than anything is drawing is that you could sit with someone with a piece of paper. And I love the designing on a napkin, sitting in a restaurant, which mm-hmm. I long to do again. I so <laughs> wish we were all not in COVID. But uh, you know, the, the you know having a piece of paper and be comfortable, learn to be comfortable with a pencil and within a conversation with someone, because that's where it really happens for you. It's not mm-hmm. about you saying, well, well, now wait a minute, I've got to go back to my computer and I'll I'm going to put this in and then I'll be back to you. You know, because you lose a lot mm-hmm. of time. But that one-on-one uh, intimacy is really important, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, but well, don't be afraid yeah, to, to make that connection with anyone that you feel can be of any value to mm. you, whether mm. you go to art museums or you go to a store where someone's making things. You know, really be willing to spend mm. some time looking at it. Ask them how they did it. Don't be afraid to ask tradesmen. Yeah. What's the best? What do you think I should do? Do what, yeah. would you do it this way? Or how should I do that? I don't know how to do that. Could you tell me how to do it? It that's they they so want to talk about what they do too. Yeah, yeah. that's isn't a it? big deal. Isn't know, that's it? a big isn't deal. It? They make our life successful. Yeah. I I can't tell you how important my and I call them my my people that I work with my my tradespeople and even the people that are suppliers that help you in a store so many people are so rude to people that they work with isn't it just really yeah. appalling i mean yeah. it's like you're no more important than they are right you're not no. i don't care if you're a designer you still yeah. need their help i Absolutely. mean be kind it'll yeah. do anything for you everyone will help you it's yeah. like they make us successful it's not us we couldn't do it without them yeah. So that's a big deal to honor people. Yeah. And I don't know, young, mostly like, you know, they might, so much is so fast anymore. Uh, you know, so many young people, I, I even hear, there's so much urgency to so much of what that instant gratification on something, you're not willing to spend the time, really look at a design book, mm. buy books. Mm-hmm. Even go to a secondhand store. Do you know how many? There's so many design books in a secondhand bookstore. Mm-hmm. There's so many, and, and and people, you know, they they buy these table books. You know, they think, oh, I, I've had them long enough, or maybe they're done with them. Maybe they move on to a different style. But and they were expensive, so they sell them for nothing at a bookstore. Like you know, in, I mean, I don't know, Tucson is Bookman's. You know, up here, changing hands might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different right. stores, but but anyway, just to buy and kind of acquire your own little library, even if you tear magazine pictures out and put them in a book, mm-hmm. you know, or in a box. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. But keep looking at it, and then try to draw them. You know, okay. I taught drawing, so I I was kind of in when I went back to interior design. I taught drawing for a semester. And some of the kids, I can't draw. I said, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. And I taught them how. But that that comfort of being able to make that drawing Mm. is a big deal. Yeah. And so many kids don't draw. They only do computer work. Yeah. That's a big deal for me. Yeah, beautiful. Good advice. Good Mm. advice. Curiosity. Yeah. Right? Just keep keep being curious. Keep being curious. And keep 
looking at different lifestyles. It's yeah. not just what's only at the top of the list on house. Oh God, I mean. Mm-mm. You know, we've we've adding a new feature to the podcast where we're asking our individuals that are kind enough to come in to ask a question as to something they're dealing with and um, to get a little one-on-one. Mm. So uh, you, what, what did you, what were you curious about that you wanted a little insight into as far as something you're facing? Well, I think what, what's happening, I think like for me right now is people relying and this sounds funny, I can get stuck, even though I've been doing this for, God, almost 45 years. But I mean, I think that people, you know, today, because there's so much instant gratification or, and there's, mm-hmm. there is a certain sense of, I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with this. You know, I think, you know, to have, I, I struggle a little bit with um, how much they, at least it appears, that they come to the table already um, sort of full of, of these images that they've pulled off, you know, computer information, which is fine to look at it. But like you said before, it doesn't mean they're going to make the right decisions. But it's astounding what I face more and what a lot of designers I hear now say is that they already have what they think they want to do, and they just want someone to tell them who the subs are, you know, just get me set up with your people. I just want you to do this. And they hold a picture up in front of you. And it's like, wow. So, okay. I mean, what? You know, they haven't even thought about, you know, does it work for their house? Does it, you know, and they're kind of like next. And they, they're right on to the next thing. Like they've handled it, mm. you know. And mm-hmm. it's harder and not everyone, but it seems like it happens a lot um, lately. And I've, I've heard other people saying, well, you know, too, one of the they things don't want to pay for the design, right, is to <clears throat> any time that we find ourselves getting upset or concerned is raise a red flag in your head. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, that remember to have that as a trigger, not a warning. Got it. And so one of the, you know, they, they, there's a great statement that says God gave us everything to be completely successful except one thing. You know what that is? Mm-mm. Experience. Yeah. And these people, there's a lot of shortcuts <laughs> to experience now. Oh, yeah. Um, and the challenge is, is there's, there's no ownership because you're just using someone else's right. knowledge base. And so one of the things that I have found is what are you trying to accomplish? is I'll, I'll stop the whole process. That's okay. You know, I appreciate this. This is great. I'm glad you've got all this for me. This will certainly shortcut great... things, right? Got it. Because I look at it as if you were in martial arts. And if someone comes, if I come right at you, mm-hmm. you know, and I outweigh you and I'm running and you're standing there, they don't tell you to stand and try to take that force on. They say, grab the force and throw it. Throw it. Mm-hmm. So if you think in terms of being in conflict or you're getting upset because of all the years you put into it, now they're shortcut, shortcut, shortcut. It's like, okay, I'm going to take that and That's turn awesome. it to my advantage. That's a great... Does that make sense? Totally. Now That's you're not wonderful. having to defend yourself. You don't have this conversation going on in your mind. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> 
do these people know what they're doing? <laughs> and here we go again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Which is, this is where we'd rather be right than successful. Right. Because your brain's trying to make you right. Right. And them oh. wrong. Got it. And that's an energy, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And oh, it's yeah. not the energy you want to no. send. No, no. So get, go back to what your gift was that you shared with our listeners. Be curious. Be curious. Yeah. Well, so what do you do? Mind right. if I ask you a question? Well, that's what, a great... What, what, what? Yeah, what are you attempting you. to accomplish? Wonderful. You're, you're welcome. Thank you thank for asking. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a, a, a very exciting adventure. And I have, up to this point, still had all kinds of questions about what is a designer? Right. And why do I need one? Right. And does that mean I can't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm just going to be a little defensive and I'm going to make your job harder. Uh-huh. And, but what I, I think we've all found with Janice is you're in no danger of that happening. Yeah. She just wants you to be thrilled yeah. with the end result. And you have to do that together. Thank you. And you That's are exactly definitely right. a good one to partner up with. So Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. It was my pleasure. A very, very yeah. good, very good time. Um, as we mentioned earlier, we'll give you information on how to connect with Janice and, uh, I'm telling you, I, I generally don't do a lot of personal endorsements, but <laughs> I stand behind the fact that you will be pleased and ecstatic Thank you. with what you end up getting. And like she said, it will soothe your soul. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. And uh, you hang in there, my friends. Uh, recognize that this is the moment. You are exactly where you need to be in life. Don't discount it. Find the value. Stay curious and um, and know that you are loved. So thanks yeah. again for listening. Walker will share with you who we're going to be um, having the opportunity to listen to next. And so have an incredible life. Take care. Thank you for listening. Join us on our next episode. How important is it to discover that one simple question can make all the difference? Join us with Larry and Jeff Ellington as we discover the simplicity in what many can make so difficult, and that is how to stay focused and balanced throughout your home and work life, no matter the circumstances.